Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. Hey, good morning, everybody. We're so excited to be gathered with you today for House Church. And for those of you that are joining us with Church Online, uh, we're stoked to get to have this time. I'm here with Pastor Joe, and we're going to jump into our series that we're in right now, talking the Sermon on the Mount and Kingdom Culture here in just a second. Uh, But I just want to thank you so much as a church for your engagement with uh, House Church and how you've taken uh, just the time to to gather in homes, be together with each other. Uh, It has been awesome the first few weeks that we've had together. And uh, we're excited about where this is leading us as a church. And uh, we just want to encourage you to continue to engage with the opportunities that we have gathering together. We're also getting together on Friday nights and having meals and stuff together. So we want you to come and enjoy those times. But I'm excited today because I get to share this time with Pastor Joe. Uh, We've had him on the schedule for some time to come down and preach. And with all the craziness that's going on, uh, we decided that this was going to be kind of the best way for us to do it. So we're stoked to have Joe here today. Uh, Joe is an incredible friend of River Valley, a uh, personal friend of mine. So grateful to get to, to hang out with you today and really talk through some of this space in Scripture. Um, we're, we're getting to do house church. How are things going, McCall? Well, uh, McCall finally is without snow, at least today. <laughs> um, but we have uh, been back together uh, meeting and uh, doing our best to navigate what's what's happening. But I'm so excited to see what you're doing. Yeah. Because uh, what's happening at River Valley really is at the heart of who you are, the heart of we are. I'm a little jealous, actually, that you're at home doing church. And we're still at home doing church, but also gathering on Sundays yeah. as well. But I'm so glad to be with you today and to be a part of this. So glad to be in your house with you. Well, Joe, thanks again for coming and hanging out with us. We we're in this series called Kingdom Culture, and you have been talking about that just a little bit. Um, and uh, last week we talked about the missional component of the church, and really this place that the church is called to live on mission. This week we're shifting gears a little bit, and you're going to kind of help us lead into that space. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 kind of talks to us about a little bit different space of Scripture. So uh, we're going to take just a moment here. I want you to grab your Bibles and your notebooks, and uh, we're going to jump into this space in Matthew chapter chapter 5 here, where Jesus begins to talk about some things that sometimes can be a little bit confusing to us. So let's jump into Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Grab your Bibles and notebooks. Here we go. Matthew five seventeen in the New Living Translation. It says, Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. You know, Jesus tells us right here really clearly that he didn't come to, to get rid of the law. He came to fulfill it. And really what he was saying is that, and, and showing us, was that the law was to point us as people to our desperate need for a Savior, which is him. So he, he's revealing this kingdom culture and the fact that he is the fulfillment of the law. Yeah, and what a contradiction to uh, what many believe in modern culture. Yeah. Uh, verse 18 says, I tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. And this is the anchor point of what Jesus is teaching. Yeah. Uh, many believe that uh, that Jesus abolished the law and that right. the Old Testament no longer has any <laughs> relevance. Right. And, and Jesus is, is making this uh, this point that not only uh, not only is the the law relevant, but right. he is the fulfillment right. of the law. Right. And verse 19 says, "So if you ignore the least commandment of 
and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of the religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So this, this passage really leaves us in a really interesting space here, right? Because yeah. Jesus is basically saying, hey, unless your righteousness is greater than that of the Pharisees, you don't even get to take part in heaven. So that leaves us with the question here real, real quickly for us. So where does our righteousness come from? Does it come from the good things that we do? Or does it come from the singular person of Jesus Christ? And that's what Jesus was laying the foundation for us here, was the fact that our righteousness is not found in what we do, but in what he's already done for us, right? Yeah, and what a loaded conversation (laughs) for our culture, for his culture, but especially for our culture today, when uh, we want uh, an autonomous gospel, right? Where uh, we we want we want all the benefits that God has to offer, but we want to be in charge, right? And we yeah. don't really like it when anyone tells us the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Jesus here really lays that out for us, right? As we look at what this passage of scripture is teaching us, Jesus really sets the tone for us of hey, like He is what becomes our righteousness but there's also this reality that there is a life to live in following him yeah and what a uh what a trap of uh, falling into a works-based mm, yeah religion yeah. and yet on the other hand uh, if we swing the pendulum the other way if we right. don't have the law if we right. don't have jesus commands yeah uh, then we have no no restraint, no guidance. How can you follow someone unless you have direction? Dude, and, and, and we want to be really clear here. We're not talking about salvation. That's not even what Jesus was talking about right, here. Right. What Jesus was talking about here was the, the fruit of our life as we follow him in relationship. Yeah, yeah. Remember, Jesus right here was talking to believers. Right. He, he wasn't, wasn't talking to the masses. He was doing the Sermon on the Mount, but it, it says that he had gathered his disciples around him and he was teaching them telling them hey this is not a salvation issue salvation comes by grace through faith like he is he is what gives us our salvation but there is this place of the fruit of our lives and this is what jesus was talking about here that listen there's there's a fruit of your life and how you live and again you said it is total counterculture to what we experience today in much of christendom because we want to have jesus in heaven but not have to have him be Lord of our life and, and, and the one that, that, that calls us into some spaces of obedience with him. Yeah, and we often think that, uh, that the commandments um, are either re- restrictive mm-hmm. and, and take life away, yeah. um, and in the contrast, that, um, that, that somehow we can actually have life uh, without boundaries, right. without, uh, without framework right. for how we should live. Right, and Jesus set the table for us that right here in this. So Jesus tells us in verse 19 that if we ignore the least of these commandments, um, that that we're kind of missing the point of what the whole kingdom culture and and what he came to establish. And and really what it shows us that if, if, if we choose in our own lives to ignore any part of what the Word of God instructs us to do, then what we're doing is we're choosing us over him. Yeah, not only that, when uh, when we do that, we're also affecting others. Right. Um, our yeah. our our choices affect those that uh, that are looking to us. Right. Those, those that know that we're Christians, yeah. know we're believers. Yeah. Um, but even scarier is parents. Yeah. 
uh, our children uh, learn uh, obedience. Yeah. They, they learn how to relate to God based yep. on our relationship yeah. uh, with God and also our relationship with them and the type of o- obedience that, yeah. that we teach and, and the purpose for obedience. Yeah. And uh, so much of our culture uh, gets uh, caught up in this performance-based acceptance yeah. concept yeah. That, that obedience has to do with my acceptance, which yeah. it doesn't. We're right. saved. Right. Uh, but obedience is the is the next part. Right. Um, like, uh, as fathers, um, uh, when our children don't obey, yeah, we still love them. Right. We still accept them. Without They're still question, yep. our children. But we expect obedience because hopefully we know yeah. the best way for them. Right. We know yeah. uh, what we're trying to teach them is how to live a blessed life right. and, and how to live a life within within boundaries that will protect them and keep them safe. Yeah, and that's what Jesus was trying to open the eyes of the disciples to. That he was saying, "Listen, I didn't get rid of." These guidelines, these these we don't like the word rules, but these rules that God has made for humanity in, in a way to live. He's saying, I came to empower you to be able to do that. And you, you nailed it. Just like we as parents with our kids, um, we want them to obey because we know the benefits that's going to bring to their life. Um, so many times in our cultures today, I see it all the time, and I know you do too, um, uh, people that, that are in a workplace that might disagree with their employer or their boss because they feel like they have a better way of doing it. Um, and instead of, of honoring what they've asked them to do, they choose to go out on their own and do it their way. And this is exactly what Jesus was addressing here, right? The heart issue. Uh, we obey what Jesus has asked us to do and, and what the Word of God instructs us out of relationship with Him because of what He's done in transforming our lives. And that's what He was inviting us to is this same place right here with him because of of that incredible work that he's done. Yeah, and authority, um, boy, what a time in history yeah. uh, to have a discussion about authority. Right. We're, we're, we're seeing all sorts of turmoil yeah. because of resistance to authority. Yeah. And, and it's in human nature to yeah. not want to have authority yeah. over us. But the reality is authority doesn't, doesn't make us lesser. Authority right. provides cover yeah. and protection. Yeah. Just like as parents, our authority over our children yeah. is what keeps them safe. Well, yeah. um, God's authority yeah. over us is yeah. what covers us and keeps yeah. us safe. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't obey him because I'm, I'm fearful of his punishment towards me. I'm, I know that punishment was taken on the cross, and, and yeah. you need to know that today, too, that the punishment for what you've done, the punishment for what I've done, was taken on the cross. What we now get to live in is the grace of relationship with our Savior as He leads us into truth, as He leads us into the real life that we were meant to live, and gives us an opportunity to really experience life in the way that God designed for us. Yeah, and, you know, obedience doesn't... Uh, has nothing to do with how much God loves you. Right. Has nothing to do uh, with your with your status in heaven right. or your or your or your or or your status with God. Just yeah. like our kids. Yeah. Um, uh, if you had obedient disobedient kids, yeah. um, you wouldn't love the obedient ones more than the disobedient ones. True. You would love them the same. But obedience opens up the blessings yeah. of God's promises. Yeah to us. Yeah. That reminds me of what is said in James chapter 4 verse 6 that it says, "And he gives grace generously, as the scripture says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble." Verse 7, "So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you." 
Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your heart, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. So yeah, this this place of giving grace to the humble, what, what, what's really, what we're really saying right there is, I got this, God. I don't need your help. My way is better. And it really goes back to what I, I preached a little, a little while ago. Uh, this, this scripture, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble, is really an athletic term where God actually goes on the defense against us when we're on the offense, when we say, hey, God, I don't need your help anymore. All right, it's this really incredible picture that we actually think in some way, shape, or form that we're going to be able to, to push against God or to advance something forward in our own strength and ability. And what God's saying is, listen, you, you can try that, but I go from being your grace, your ability to move forward to the defensive side of you because this is only going to hurt you if you try and, and function in this in your own gifting and strength. Yeah, in light of that, uh, four seven mm-hmm. uh, says, "Submit yourselves unto God." Yeah, then resist the devil, and yeah. he'll flee from you. And so many of us try to to uh, resist the devil, and we we try to get through struggles, <laughs> and try yeah. to get ourselves free, and try to break addictions, and yeah. and whatever our hang up or our baggage is, we try yeah. to deal with those uh, ourselves by taking the devil yeah. head on. Yeah. Uh, where simply uh, victory is letting God fight it. Right let God take care of it right. um, but what is required is to come under that covering that we talked about to, right. to submit to him and right. uh, we don't like the word submit right because we think that submission means this taskmaster is yep. forcing us uh, to obey yeah. uh, but the Greek word for for submission actually means to, to willfully bow down or yeah. to willfully yeah. surrender yourself to yeah. the trust of the other person we have to remember that um, building our kingdom right. getting getting God to bless our kingdom right. is actually counter to what Jesus is, is teaching which, which really is human nature we've yeah. always been trying to get God to bless our plan yeah. and bless our kingdom yeah. versus us being a part of of the kingdom that he's right. established right you know and that's what we really looked at today was just this place of Jesus teaching again he's teaching kingdom culture and he's saying listen there is a reality to the, the instruction that God gave us through his word that will bring you life, but you can't accomplish that on your own. Maybe there's some of you that are, that are watching today who have, who have never made Jesus the king of your life, and your journey and your life has been all under your instruction and your, your guidance. We've all been there, um, but maybe today you're recognizing you need to make a shift in your life. Uh, Joe and I both have walked through that in our own personal lives, but also had the privilege of walking uh, hundreds of people through that in their lives as pastors. Uh, but maybe today's your day to make that decision to say, Jesus, I'm, I'm going to let you and I want you to be the king of my life. And I'm choosing to lay down my opinions, my ways. And Jesus, I see that your way is better. Um, and if that's you today, man, here's what we want to do. We want to encourage you just right where you're at. Just pause and have a conversation with Jesus. It's not these big elaborate events. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I love large church services. I'm thankful for the Billy Grahams of the world. And but, but you're where you're at right now. And if God's speaking to your heart and drawing you to him, then what we want to encourage you to do is just pause for a second right where you're at and, and, and let him 
come and, and lead and guide your life. And that's as simple as a prayer and a conversation, just like Joe and I have been having a conversation. It's that kind of conversation with Jesus. Jesus, I just need you in my life. I'm a sinner. Uh, I, I haven't followed your ways. Uh, I've chosen my ways. And, and when we make those declarations to God uh, and we invite him to come and be Lord of your life, the Bible tells us you're born again. A, a whole new life starts for you and you begin to live life in this kingdom culture. So we want to invite you to do that uh, today right where you're at. Uh, let me pray for you and then uh, we're, we're going to jump into just some time of discussion here. Father, we thank you so much for uh, just the teaching, Lord, that you gave us through your son, Jesus. And Jesus, we thank you for revealing to us what the kingdom of God looks like. And, and Lord, today we recognize that you were the fulfillment of the law and, and that through that, Lord, we get to learn how to live in your kingdom the way that you designed it, Lord. And Lord, we just invite you to come and do whatever work needs to take place inside of our hearts today to align us with your culture, God, Lord, and to strip away from us, Lord, our own desires for our kingdom and our culture, God. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much for your grace and its extension in our life, Lord. And Lord, today we pray that you would just speak to us and lead us, Lord, as we gather together in times of discussion here. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.